Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. I'm Helen Daly. And I'm Helen Kelly. Together we're the two Helens. Consider us your go-to girls. Your go-to Helens. For everything you need to know on the latest Netflix releases. This week we're delving into the world of the OA, which is, um, well it's kind of difficult to explain, but it's very, very good. And it's back today Yay. for the highly anticipated part two, and we're big fans of it here on Netflix. And what's more, we have an exclusive interview with incoming lead Kingsley Benadir, who told me what it's like working on such a show and whether he'll be back for part three. You absolutely do not want to miss this. Stay tuned to find out more. So HK, I feel like I've asked you some pretty difficult questions on Netflix. Yes. But here's your hardest to date. What is the OA about? Right, well, start <laughs> off with the easy question. Um, usually this would be the easiest question to answer, but it's not. That I don't even think I could read a synopsis and you would know what it's about. Very basically, it's about <laughs> this girl called Prairie who was blind and she went missing she returns home seven years later I think it is yeah and she has her sight back Hurrah. oh my god <laughs> what happened um yeah then she kind of meets some kids and she tells them about what happened to her and about her kind of like journey to like search for her father who was um sub- oh gosh I'm already struggling <laughs> when she was younger she believes that she was um born into a really rich Russian family she was in a a school bus accident and she was the only one who survived but as she survived she lost her sight and she had like a near-death experience of NDE which is really crucial yeah don't forget that bit guys um (laughs) amongst everything else and then she her dad dies or something happens she gets taken away from home and then she ends up in this kind of place I think is it a brothel I think it's just an orphanage and she's like it's a bit seedy though yeah it's sometimes not quite right yeah um and then she is adopted by Abel and Nancy Johnson got it who we Came love yep um and they kind of raise her as their own in the US and then obviously she goes missing and she goes to search for her father and she ends up meeting Hap and Hap's like yeah I can help you I know about NDEs did I get that right yeah and Um, Hap is Jason Isaacs yeah who we'll discuss more in a bit and he's like yeah come with me he flies her off to this place and she's obviously she's blind so she doesn't know where he's taking her and where does she end up in his basement what plot twist (laughs) um so this is all this storyline's kind of all unfolding at the same time as Prairie is back at home telling this story to her new friends. And she's like, I really need your help. And she's telling them about um, near-death experiences, how he wants to like travel to different dimensions. And they kind of have this routine, which a lot of people have done and posted on. Have they? YouTube. 
Have you not watched the No, video? I did wonder though. <laughs> so many people have practiced this. It went a bit crazy and oh. went viral. And they kind of can heal people or travel to different dimensions. I'm not sure on the full extent of it. There's a lot of questions. Um, but then you kind of get back to how Prairie escaped and then how she got back home. And it ends with a very shocking scene of um, a school shooting and her new friends performing this routine she gets shot she's in the back of an ambulance and the ambulance drives off where's she gone has she gone to a different dimension all i know is she wakes up (laughs) and says homer and homer is someone else who was in that basement with her who she's deeply in love with yeah dun 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 (laughs) so surely you followed every single second of that and know exactly what i was talking about so yeah i mean I did ask what it was about, but I've just got a, like a total recap there, to be honest. But I think that's the best way to go about this um, because season two is completely different. And, um, you know, it's been a long time coming. Um, season one aired, what, 2017 was it? September 2017? No, I think it was more, was it September? Maybe I think it was later on in the year, maybe like. Yeah. It was late on in 2017, 2017 yeah. Yeah, um, and it's been a long time coming you know Brits. wait it wasn't 2017 it was 2016 yeah 2016 2016 yes yeah, so Britt Marling and Zal Batmangley um who created the series they recently you know spoke out about why it took so long they basically said because you know Britt stars in it directs it writes it you know has such a, a main role in it they have to have every single script finished before mm-hmm. they can even start on filming and then it's like filming eight our movies like it's insane the production value on this so you know having seen the first six episodes I'm glad they took that long because it honestly is mind-blowing um but yeah so the main things that we find out from episode one is that um Brit's character Prairie is also called Nina and she's alive (laughs) make it more complicated why don't you yes so we don't have a clue what dimension we're in at any point in the OA part two which is where things get really confusing and um yeah Prairie slash Nina is now a fully rich Russian kind of lady who it, it's basically she's a grown-up version of the child who never mm. ever had a car accident never ever went into the river interesting yeah so it's like her past has been rewritten completely she was never kidnapped she never had an nda she never met any of the others who were kidnapped by hap nothing happened and obviously she knows that it happened so she basically in season two if i could sum it up really quickly it's her fight to find what is true because she doesn't know good luck with that (laughs) yeah I mean I'm six of eight in and I still don't know what's true and I don't actually have any idea um so yeah what the really great thing actually about season two is that um we welcome back all of the favorite characters so although it's completely different we still have Hap we still have the kidnapped kids um and we still have the the friends that she made um in season one they're just all completely disconnected now. So not at any point are they all together again in Spoiler. one kind of episode. Thanks it's okay, I... it's out now, mm-hmm. it's out now. <laughs> um, yeah, so one of the um, one of the really challenging things with the OA, I guess, is how to make it different. 
um, yet still keep it the away. And one thing that I noticed was how science fictiony this one is. I don't know about you, but part one to me seemed quite dramatic and a little bit teen dramery. Yeah, and a little bit of like fantasy element in there yeah. with the kind of like angel near death experiencey. Let's say it, it was a bit more like scientific, mm-hmm. scientificy than like um, kind of like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I would say. And, you know, like, I actually Googled, like, if anything was real from the OA part one. I was like, can you actually, like, do that? Oh <laughs> like, gosh. can you have, like, near-death experiences like that? And would you see stuff in the future? Because I guess no one knows, really. Um, yeah, and then what we find is... Uh, what we find in season two is that it's a lot more fantasy-driven. Mm. Um, yes, I don't believe a lot of it in season two, but I'm still there for it completely. So, you've watched the first six episodes. I have. Without ruining it too much for me, tell me who's coming in. Is anyone going? Please say there's no death. (laughs) There are Um, deaths, sadly. There are? Uh, Well, from what I've seen, there's at least two. Tissues at the ready? Um, Or do we not care? Definitely for one of them. One of them kind of passed me by a little bit because okay. I couldn't honestly remember the character that well. It, it was one of the kidnapped kids. Okay. But um, yeah, I wasn't like massively bothered by mm. it. And, you know, she kind of, her death was important. Um, but there was another really tragic one. Um, I don't know if you want to block your ears for this one. Uh, but yeah, Jessie sadly dies um, in season six, uh, episode six, sorry. And um, yeah, it was really, really tragic to see him because he'd obviously been struggling a lot following on from the shooting. And um, it's yeah. fine. It's not Alfonso. It's fine. Yes, it's I was going to say, for those that oh. can't remember, Helen's looking blankly at me. It's all right. Jesse was one of the original kids that learnt the dance after hearing Prairie's story. He was in the school when the shooting was going on and he, he kind of has like PTSD, um, you know, and every time he hears like a car backfire or something, he like it takes him back to the shoot and it's really really like a not a very nice and quite a real story um and he sadly does take his own life um so it's really really tragic um and not massively necessary so that's why I think that was quite upsetting as opposed to the other one um in terms of new characters though we get um Kareem Washington played by Kingsley Benadir who is a detective and looking for a missing teenager he is wonderful in it because you see season two start and you think, oh great, it's going to be like a police detective series. And then all of a sudden he's trapped in this fantasy world and you're like, oh, okay, he's involved in it as well. Like, And you don't know like exactly if he's going to get out. You don't even know what, what world he's in, if it's the real world or a fake world because he meets Prairie in the end, who's in her fake world, potentially. He meets her as Nina and it's all very, very confusing. So I don't know if he's alive or dead, what he is. Am I going to need to make myself a little you need a chart yes. map kind of thing? You're going to need to do that thing in Sherlock. You know, the guy has like all of the conspiracies and how Sherlock yeah. survived the Reichenbach fall. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That. I need to take a week off work so I can work out what's going on in the OA. That's valid. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so he's, um, he's wonderful in it. And he actually comes across dun, 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 Zendaya who is in what? the series and it yeah the secret has landed today we weren't allowed to tell anyone about this until 22nd of march so um yeah really really exciting to see her face and it's a complete shock and yeah she crops up every now and again as 
this kind of game obsessed teenager oh wow it's like anything she does is good so you know it's good landed the jackpot there yeah i know and it's so good that they kept it a secret as well Mm. because when her face popped up on screen obviously it's so recognizable Mm. i was like oh my god like no one knew about this and i started googling it and there's no trace of it at all so yeah well done to her i think that's kind of um something that the OA do because in season one I think the trailer dropped about a week before like there was no hype about the OA no one had heard of it the trailer dropped and a week later it was out and there was all of these questions and that's why I really like that they're so secretive and even though there was all of these questions they didn't really answer them they'll be like yeah. you'll find out soon you'll find out soon soon being three years later um <laughs> worth the wait <laughs> but yeah so we have touched upon new characters, kind of storylines. Is it going to lead to season three, do you think? Will we have to wait another three years? I think we probably will. I think that's just Brit and Zal's process, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but I recently met Jason and Kingsley, who kind of spilled the beans a little bit, um, that Brit and Zal have, um, they have a five-season plan in their head. So obviously they're on part two now. According to them, there's three more parts. Um Honestly, like having not seen the final two episodes, I can't even begin to imagine where we're going to go from here. But um, I mean, I'm excited for it, definitely. And I really, really hope that the kind of main cast stick along because I don't think we've heard enough about them. Because like in the OA part one, you you hear bits about the characters, you learn bits about them, but there's always like the mystery to them. You don't know them fully, but um it's pretty much the same in part two but again you like drip fed a little bit more um so I think you know they could quite easily keep a lot of the cast members um for part three should they want to well from what you told me I really want to see everyone back together and kind of maybe like the kind of like the NDE's kids who were taken by hat meet up with Prairie's kind of friends from yeah that'd be really good like look these people are real like I'd really like to see that. Yes, I really want to see them meet Homer because Mm. like they've heard so much about him because obviously in season two as well, Homer doesn't know that he's Homer. (laughs) He's kind of given this weird name, um, Homer. (laughs) Crikey. Yes, I know. (laughs) He's given Homer and um, he is like a psychologist working for Hap. He has no idea that he's being kidnapped. He has not, no recollection of it at all. And it's down to Prairie, who he thinks is Nina, to feed him the story and like try and work it out again. Right, someone needs to draw me off a map because I'm, I'm <laughs> fully baffled and confused. But I, I need mean, to watch it. To be fair though, like from from the final, from my predictions for the final two episodes, I think everyone kind of will mm. come together a bit. You can see that the worlds are kind of closing in a bit on mm. each other. Um, and there are going to be a lot of crossovers and someone may cross over into the NDE world that we didn't quite expect. But I'll save oh, that for you. <laughs> I will not spoil that one because that's a big one. Exciting. Can't wait. Um, so it was my massive pleasure to speak to Kingsley last week about his exciting new role in the OA. And he even managed to tell me some exciting snippets about part three. <laughs> So I'm here with Kingsley. Hello. Hey, how's it going? No, I'm not. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Busy yeah. day? Yeah, it's been it's been busy, <laughs> but it's been nice. I've got coffee and 
fizzy water and had a nice lunch, so it's pretty, it's pretty chilled. <laughs> Great, so um, we're here to talk about the OA part two. We're here to talk about the OA part two without telling you anything about the OA part two. I'm sure so the listeners try, are going to love that one. Try not to give anything <laughs> away, but no. Well, let's start with who is Kareem? Kareem, Kareem Washington is a private investigator who you meet at the beginning of part two. He um, lives on a houseboat in San Francisco. He drives an orange Saab and he uh, sets off on an investigation to find this missing teenager. Uh, her, 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 her grandmother comes to him on his boat at the beginning and yeah, he sort of sets off on an investigation to find her. And you, as you've seen from the bits that you've seen, he, yeah, he goes off on that quest. Yeah, he stumbles across Prairie, who he thinks is Nina, right? Yeah, so our paths cross. Our paths cross, and um, yeah, Brit's character joins me, and we kind of go off on a, a film kind of noir-esque uh, investigation where, yeah, she's playing the lead girl, and I'm playing the lead detective. It's so interesting that you say Brit's character. Because yeah, I've been doing that a lot. Yeah, Brit's character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so in terms of your scenes, when I was watching um, episodes one to six, I found them the most interesting. Oh, thanks, man especially that house scene and I'm, I must talk about when you're running through the house episode and you don't really know where you are and as a viewer you don't know where you are yeah. what was it like filming something like that? The, the house episode was kind of nuts when is this going out by the way? I don't know um, on the 22nd okay cool <laughs> I should still probably be quite careful about like saying too much about the, the plot and stuff just yeah. because if anyone's watching it who hasn't <laughs> seen it and I'll get told off on Netflix but the house the house was a, a, a really interesting episode and it was actually the house was the episode that I'd call Zal about the most. It was mm. just like, I would just think about it so much and I'd, I'd wake up and I'd be confused by it and I'd want to know what was going on and like how we should play it and what each bit was going to be and when he's running through the film and he's in the house and the mirrors and all of that stuff. Mm. It was just like, it's, it's kind of bananas to wrap your head around and I, I don't even want to say too much about it because there are things about that house that you learn in seven yeah. and eight that are going to blow your mind oh, they, no, they literally worry. yeah and I, and, I, and I haven't seen those bits but I've been rereading um, over the last week just to kind of remind myself of what happens at each step of the way and yeah that, that house on Nob Hill turns into an absolute I don't know if you can swear on this I won't swear but it turns into a, 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 a madness um, <laughs> yeah. an intriguing gripping madness and I, I did wonder, actually, when I was watching it, how it must have been filming in some of those settings. You know, there's the mirrored room, and it must have been, like, quite challenging, I guess, to film in something like that. Yeah. That, that mirror room turned into a VFX kind of nightmare. Yeah. And it, it was a huge amount of work and thinking that went behind it in order to, like, make it work technically from, like, a, a physical camera... That's what point I was of wondering. view, yeah, yeah, and like how how it worked, and I remember not really being able to get my head around it, but it, it sort of involved glass and post production and all of that stuff. And the guy Justin, who we had, can't remember Justin's surname, but he's at um, he's in charge of all of that stuff, and he, mm. he's just done an, like an incredible job. And Zal told me that he was he was the highest paid person on that set because he's so damn good. <laughs> well at what deserved, he does. yeah. Um, so yeah, and then there was the. The field, which was which was a night shoot of. I mean, physically, I physically got to the end of that night because we had until the sun came up, so it got to about five thirty in the mm. morning, and I had been running that distance with those hands and yeah, and we we got to the last take, and I was like, I, I wasn't able to move after that. Mm. My muscles were. 
banging trouble for the next week. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but yeah, the the house was a it's a mad episode, mm. and like, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of thought went into that. I think viewers will certainly have a good reaction yeah. to it. Yeah, it's a, a, str- a strong episode, and um, you know, one thing that is exemplified within that um, episode is just how creative and how mad the world of the OA can be. Yeah. Is that what got you on board to it? Something so creatively different to anything that you've maybe done before that's definitely like a, a part of it that made me feel like lucky to be involved with that mm. kind of project but I think if I'm honest with you like from 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 my point of view or from an actor's point of view the, depending on where in the pecking order you are you sort of have to weigh up what you know job feels the best at the time and the airway was just the best writing best you know creative people and the cast and you know Jason and Emery and Britt are all going to be involved and I love my part on the page it he he sort of read as as smart and um there was an intelligence about him and he felt centered he felt like there was attitude without attitude being the overall thing about him he felt kind of cool without being too cool and he he I love that he didn't apologize for himself there were so many lines throughout the script where he just felt like someone who was just going about doing things without apologizing and, and, and asking too much and I like that there's a there's a charisma and a personality on the page so mm. I was like yeah I want to try and do that bring that to life so. and he's super inquisitive you know he just takes kind of Prairie's word and runs with it um, you see yeah. them have like a chat and stuff and I thought you know why um, why do you think he wants to go on this adventure is it purely driven by the, the missing girl or is that is there a different element behind it I think yeah I think on some level he's driven by good and like I think the old woman at the beginning taps into some part of his heart but I think as well it's his job and it's money and I I, I think he 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 sets out to find a, a dead I think he's setting out to find a body you know and I think as he as he moves forward in the investigation it, it becomes it's it's not what it seems. I think he's I think he's being pulled into the investigation by forces that perhaps he's not even aware of. Um, but yeah, just like to to read that investigation on the page before starting was was something. And just reading it, you're like, where is this going? Where is this going? And I and like I can honestly tell you that there are things that are going to happen in seven and eight that you just will not be able to imagine. I've had to go back and reread, and um, I don't want to see them yet. I haven't seen seven <laughs> and eight because. I guess I want to sit down and watch them all as a whole because as Jason has been saying a lot today um, it is an 8 hour film you know what I mean it's an 8 hour film and um, yeah what are we talking about here? (laughs) just the character just the character yeah Yeah, Yeah. no but I mean that's what the OA does to you you know you must have these deep philosophical questions on set about you know life, death the afterlife you must you must just sit and talk for hours as a cast. Only no, do you know what? Only over the last couple of weeks, as I've as I've been kind of revisiting it and, and and trying to work out things to say for all of this press and what it's about, and reminding myself of the storyline, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I read the script a couple of times before I started, and then I kind of discarded any of the material that that wasn't Kareem's investigation and his journey. So over those five months that we were shooting I just kept referring to my script which was just the scenes that I do and 
where my story arc sort of takes Kareem. So I, my questions were only really about my investigation and what was going on with Kareem. Um, so three and six are just a myth to me. Um, and yeah, I sort of tried to follow it as a, just a logical investigation that he's going on from moment to moment and yeah. And I think, you know, we can assume that everyone will, all the storylines will converge into one by the end of it. How can you, without saying too much, say what's coming? <laughs> I don't know if I can even say that that's true. Um, say the question again, sorry. <laughs> so how can you tease what's coming up without actually giving all too much I, All <laughs> I can say about what's coming up, what have you seen up to six? Up to six. All I can say is that Things happen in seven and eight that are going to blow your mind, and that you, 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 not in your wildest dreams would you ever be able to imagine what Zara and Britt have have come up with. And I think going back to your question before about like what attracted you or like what was appealing about it, it was those final like where it goes by the end is is fascinating. Um, creatively, they have the reins are off, man, and they're just they're off on one, and it's. It's, it's bananas mm. in a wonderful way. So one of the things we like to do on the podcast is kind of, you know, offer recommendations for people to watch. How would you sell the OA to someone that's never seen it before? Perhaps the most difficult question of the day. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're into watching, if you're, if you're, if you're into watching something that isn't going to carry you along and has like a number of layers to it and, sort of requires your creative involvement and concentration in a way that I'd say most you know television and films don't it's not going to drag you along it's not going to spoon feed you answers if you're willing to go on like a an 8 hour or 16 hour if you're talking about both seasons if you're you want to go on like a, a mad journey of something that we haven't really seen before and I don't know, it's a really hard question. The OA is it's about so many things and that Zal and Britt, they take, they've taken these huge ideas about consciousness and dreams and realities and dimensions and they've, and they've sort of arced it all into a story where there's these interesting misfit kind of characters that we don't see that much um, on screen. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's a treat. It's, it's something different. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think for anyone who hasn't seen it, if you just talk to people that who are involved with the OA, I think the people who do respond to it like respond to it in such a profound way that um, yeah, it's probably worth listening to that. I don't know. Yeah, no, just, it's so hard because it doesn't yeah. even fit into a genre almost. Yeah, what is the genre? I mean, I I honestly don't know because me neither. Season two, well, part two, seems to have gone down a more science fictiony route to what yeah. it wasn't before it was more someone asked me that a few someone sort of suggested that it was sci-fi and that was the first time I'd ever heard of that or thought of it and I was like I, I just I, I hadn't even thought about a genre hmm. I don't know what that says about the OA but it, like I just thought of it as a yeah as a story about people I guess and I think yeah. it's quite refreshing to have something that doesn't fit a genre because then you can genuinely recommend it to anyone yeah, yeah. and um, it fits Netflix really well in the sense that it's... It's that freedom. Freedom, yeah. Yeah, that's everyone I speak to that works with Netflix just talk about the freedom that 
the, the platform allows it. Did you mm. find that on set that you were allowed to be quite free with it? Yeah, the conversations, the creative conversations um, between Zal and I and, and, and Brett when we were on set together working as actors were, were, were super creative and you had an input and we could like change things and we could be going in one direction for hours and then it could suddenly change at the end and everything would kind of flip on its, you know, it would just change up last minute, which is uh, dangerous and kind of testing and um, yeah, you always kind of felt like you were, you were walking the line and you'd finish days extremely tired, you know, which is always a good sign because, it, you know, that means everyone's sort of been doing the work. Um, I was going to say, what was the atmosphere like on, on set? The atmosphere, it was different every day. Yeah, I think work, work is only always to, I mean, whenever you're filming anything, it's different every day because there's mm. so many people involved and depending on what scene you're doing, depending on the pressure you put on yourself to perform in that scene, depending on what the scene is, um, and, you know, and how set was for me is going to be different for someone else, but yeah. There were ups and downs, and um, but overall, I, I enjoyed it, and it was an experience that uh, has, yeah, changed the way I look at sort of making TV and film, and and, and was a, a real education in filmmaking, a crash course, yeah. a crash course in yeah. And I know you you wouldn't tell me, but um, if there was a chance to do season three or part three. Would you jump at it? I mean, yeah, I'm signed up, so... Yeah, you yeah, are? We'll see. <laughs> that's good news. We'll see. What, what could we expect from part three? I've got no idea. I, I don't even know if that's got anything to do with me being involved in season three, but the way these studios work now is that they sign everyone up for five years. So whether you're in it or not, you, 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 okay. you end up signing these five-year options or seven-year options. Only sort of very successful movie people um, get away with not having to sign those things. So, yeah, I, I, I signed up to... Um, to be a part of it for a while and yeah so we'll see um, maybe that's even giving too much away maybe I shouldn't have even said that <laughs> you um, may or may not I may, be or may, I may or may not be in it but yes if Britons are asked me to be I would um, but yeah it depends where they're going with it yeah, like yeah. it could go anywhere <laughs> yeah it's a great gig man yeah and what is coming up for you in the future uh, I'm just getting into a, a, a new script at the moment which is a TV thing that's hopefully going to film in New York for the next part of this year um, but yeah I won't I won't say anything because I, I haven't signed I haven't signed anything on the dotted line yet but um, I found out yesterday that it's looking like it's going to go ahead so uh, yeah probably going to move to New York for a little while which would be cool <laughs> perks of the job yeah New York's alright man the yeah. East Village and Soho and Brooklyn yeah. Oh, yeah thank you very much for speaking to us today I really appreciate it nice to speak to you So I'm mega excited at the prospect of more seasons of The OA and I can't wait to go home tonight and watch the final two episodes. But what should you watch if you've seen all of The OA? Oh, wait, sorry, when you've seen all of The OA. Here on Netflix, we're on hand to give you top tips on what you're going to want to binge next. And if you like Jason Isaacs in this, you'll love him in Star Trek Discovery. This series follows the USS Discovery and their adventures. It delves into some really deep Star Trek lore and goes some way to answering some questions the show has never gone to before. 
And if you're looking for another female-led cast, you can't go far wrong with Orphan Black. Tatiana Maslany gets involved in some serious tangles of clones and everything. And you don't know who the real woman is and who is the fake. It's very Inception-like and very the OA. It's definitely worth giving a go, but make sure you concentrate. Another map to draw out there then? I have several. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And finally, Travellers could be a good one for you. Way out in the future, the last surviving humans find a way of sending messages back to the 21st century in a bid to try and save humanity from their impending future. It's a high stake and, of course, full of morals. Is it right to change the future? Mm -hmm. I can't even answer it because I'm watching the away and it's confusing me. (laughs) Too many tenses. (laughs) Too many storylines, too many characters. Too much. But not enough, crucially, from the OA. Yeah, one more answers. <laughs> Honestly. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us on our very complicated and not at all logical chat about the OA. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, comment, and tell your friends about us and join in with the debate on Twitter. You can find us at NetflixedPod, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. And come and join in the conversation on Twitter. This week, we're asking which world do you think is the real one? Ooh, Inception. So yeah, it's up to you. Is Prairie's world real? Or what about the kids' universe? Or is Hap right? None of that makes sense to me. I'm going to go and watch it all now and let you know what I think. I'm going to watch it again and then actually vote because I don't know yet. (laughs) Um, So next week, we're looking at your April highlights and we're going to have everything you absolutely should not miss from April. And there's some big shows on this list. So tune in to get your viewing calendar sorted. See you next week. Bye. (laughs) 